He's like, so this is to bartend these gay sex parties that I host, but you have to be okay being naked. You're going to have to participate in some way if you want your tips. And he's like, and that's the job. But like, would you be okay with that? I was like, yeah, of course. Because also I'm like a closeted queer kid who had just like discovered the glory hole at yeah. Excellent DVD on 13th Street and 6th Avenue. Yeah. yeah. Like during Welcome <laughs> Week. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, the dick you can suck. What a dream. Welcome. <laughs> New York, New York. Truly is a visitor's place. a few tickets left to my uh, shows in Texas coming uh, this weekend and I'm doing Oklahoma City's Pride. Uh, I believe I'm on the lineup Saturday night at 8pm. You can get those tickets still. Uh, I added some shows ashleygavin.com and this is one of, this will be the last quarantine episode that we release, I hope. (laughs) That would be bad if there were another one. Um, And so the audio quality is not up to the most recent audio quality, um, not just because of quarantine, but because of all of your guys' donations. We have a mixer, better equipment, better um, software tools. Uh, this podcast really lives off of the Patreon. Like 99% of what we make is on the Patreon. So thank you so much for donating. Um, consider donating $1. It really helps. Patreon.com slash WHGS. You're funding people now. You're funding an editor, a producer, um, and uh, me and Gara. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix, and you can too if you go over and take their little quiz. Their two-minute quiz is going to match you with the perfect mattress for you, and you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Also, Jacqueline, while you were finding your headset, we were just commenting how incredible just the little section of your house we can see. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It is... Uh... A new rental because obviously coming out, I had some changes with my romantic situation where we had a house and now I live alone. And those are things that happen. There we go. We're already in it. We we know what we're going to be talking about. Since the listener can't see it, it's very much um, successful Hollywood person uh, <laughs> sliver. Yeah, there, that's exactly there are what stairs, it looks like. Which in and of itself is like, oh, ho- as a New Yorker, I'm like, Damn, okay, stairs. That's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, you're a billionaire. <laughs> I wish. I uh, I had to move back my, I was supposed to have a nose job next week, and I had to move it back because I am very much not a billionaire, and that money is not coming in in time. So. Congratulations yeah, yeah. on your nose job. Wait, can we talk about that? Because you've obviously gone through the steps, and I recently, okay, as a child, I've broken my nose several times. Sure. And I had like come to terms with my nose being my nose 
and like not really ever really knowing what it was going to look like, but having a family of like perfect nosed people (laughs) by societal definitions. I don't want anyone out there listening, being like, what's a perfect nose? Ashley, (laughs) tell us what a perfect nose is. It's like, come on, we all live in society. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to like it, but we all know what we're talking about. Yeah, (laughs) right. (laughs) So recently, and I've been writing a bit about this, I was at an outdoor comedy show and this is post po- post podcast blow up. It's on a hip Williamsburg, like Fuck terrace, yeah. like community space in a high rise Williamsburg building. I am feeling good. I'm going <laughs> to do a set. I look inside at the building at this lounge that they have and they have a ping pong table. So I'm waiting to do my set. <laughs> oh, I look sorry. over. <laughs> I look over. Did I talk about this on the podcast already? I'm so yeah, nervous. Yeah, now I you're going to repeat a story again. But Jacqueline, this is just for you because it's a good story. And the, the the time of like the breakdown of whether it's been talked about has actually been like an amazing teaser trailer to the whole thing. Was it was like <laughs> a real act break where it was like I look over at the table and have we talked about this before? It's like no, what happened? Oh my god, we're definitely talking about. Definitely talking to a producer. So I, I I look over at the ping pong table. I go, ooh, ping pong. I go to walk in and I <laughs> slam my face into a plexiglass window. It is not an open doorway. It is a plexiglass window. And my then God, I thought, you're like those crows on like those Windex commercials. <laughs> I am the crow. And all it took was ping pong to end my fucking life. And I... Um. Uh, but I thought, oh, my God, I've never heard about a woman walking into a plexiglass anything, like walking into a glass. That seems like a uniquely male thing. And I thought, of course, this is happening because I have the confidence to just assume that every door is open to me, including sure. this ping pong. <laughs> so I <laughs> that's, that's how what you, they mean. That's the glass ceiling. That's a very good job. I'm so I don't sorry. want to step on that punchline. That was a no, good punchline. No. Give me your punchline. We'll, we'll no. do like a riff. <laughs> I was going to say that's what they mean when they say give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. It's like. I too can smash my face in glass. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know what? That goes first, and then we do the glass ceiling. If the the listeners at home will get the final, the final version. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Perfect. But anyway, we are very glad to have you here. You've already made clear that you're super successful. (laughs) Yeah, you've already done it, sir. We get it. We get it. No, 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 no. I mean, it's it's weird because yes, like if you talked to me 15 years ago. First, I would be very surprised that I was finally a lady. That would, like, 15 years ago, you'd be like, oh, we did it? Really? How? Oh, my God. They just give you the pills? Um... Well, we're so glad you're here. You kind of said already what you do, but you're a showrunner for Dear White People, a very celebrated and beloved show on Netflix. Go check it out. If you Obviously important, if you can't tell from the title. Uh, <laughs> it won a Glad Media Award, so gay and it's very uh, fucking queer that's people people think it's a race show and it is it's about politics and <laughs> race and society but it's also very queer we have never had a straight man in the writer's room uh Hell yeah. in, Damn. In four seasons. really it's, yeah no it's, awesome. i was the closest in my previous incarnation as a bisexual man but i was also a bisexual man that was a 
gay escort for like a decade. So like, not exactly. There's so much I want to talk to you about. You're a run of the mill guy who sleeps with ladies sometimes. Amazing. Well, we're so glad to have you here. We do introductions at the top, just so you've made it pretty clear who you are. But if you're listening for the first time, I'm Ashley Gavin. I'm a comedian. I'm a cis gay white woman. She, her pronouns. Fuck Gara. I didn't come up with a, usually for Gara, I have a fun, punny, rhyming kind of intro. Let me see if I can find it because I was just listening back to Remy's episode where I called you the uh the cabbage pass patch with the bussy snatch and i'm not sure that i can come up oh, with a better cabbage one patch that... the bussy snatch is good that's good yeah 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 baby love to slip my bussy in there this is the dream this is already <laughs> this is already my favorite podcast oh yeah i'm so glad all right well you look you look very soft boy over there gara You're like pa- like a paper boy like a like a milk boy a milk boy yeah or like a ball boy you definitely have very uh newsies energy right now like I definitely feel like you are uh, you're gonna go march and tell Mr. Pulitzer what he Thank can do you. with his pace. X three, X three, read all about it. Gara cancels Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> this is we call Gara the youth in the sound booth. They keep me from getting canceled. Gara, do your do your thing, Gara. Great, great. Hi, I'm Gara. Uh, my pronouns are they them. Uh, listen, the other day I wrote down exactly how I identify, and let me see if I can list it all out. I'm a transmasculine, a transmasculine, femme-leaning, pansexual with a preference for women and tall, cis, anarchist, bisexual men. That's it. Someone uh, write that down. Someone put Gara, that too much. If, Gara, if we had met six months ago, I mean, <laughs> pre-transition. Oh, if only. <laughs> if only. Really missed it. Two ships in the night. <laughs> a tale as old as queer time. Uh, I was about to do I was about to do Mrs. Potts (laughs) Do it No I don't I don't want to Anyway uh, Jacqueline do you mind doing your Your like identifying information And your pronouns and things Uh, Of course My name is Jacqueline Moore I'm a trans woman My pronouns are she her And it's like really still exciting to say that I'm like still in the like Even saying it is euphoric And that's kind of fun yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my deal. Oh, and I'm uh, bisexual, but only because that pansexual is definitely more accurate. But like labels and communities and wanting representation and blah 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 blah. blah. I say as though <laughs> I don't believe those things, but I'm just annoyed with myself <laughs> as I say them. Uh, you and I are on the same page. I hate it, but I do it. I like believe it deeply, and it is important. But then when I say it, I like catch. It's like anytime I like unironically start to say like well the thing about like my journey is and then i'm like oh, oh my i'm sorry i'm i have to leave this is because you feel oh, thank you. you feel annoying you feel like oh, the yeah. caricature that you know uh, people who aren't super open-minded think about queer people oh for sure and it's also like i am that caricature and like i think it's just being self-aware about being that caricature is like mm. a real What's curse that like? <laughs> i've never been like a cartoon oh, of a person God. So. <laughs> <laughs> look just because you have spinelli from recess vibes does not mean <laughs> no no not spinelli oh i think it is i think it's but let's be honest no. if, if, if if recess were made right now Spinelli is for sure at least baby trans mask. Like, oh, yes. no yes. question. Totally has like an episode on the show where like they discover that they're transmasculine and like go to their parents and their parents accept them. And everyone's like, 
we're so happy for you, Spinelli. <laughs> you're like, but you're still a stinker. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's like perfect. Credits roll. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think you might want to cut this out so you can go pitch it. <laughs> the plus in Disney Plus stands for the plus at the end of LGBTQ+. <laughs> so good we need that kevin McHale rim shot i gotta add that in for we kevin McHale from glee and he was like oh will you add a rim shot to the soundboard and call it the kevin McHale rim shot um well let's get into it i did not have gay sex this week but uh i repeated a story recently for the first Mm -hmm. time and now i'm super self-conscious about repeating stories yeah yeah so i'm gonna talk about my first gay kiss my first gay kiss okay so, great <laughs> i'm like already worried that you've already told this story i know Jacqueline, I mean, this... we've been doing this now it's going on a year we've been yeah, recording about, for a over year. a year and now well ashley received the message ashley you can take this out if you don't want to put no, it in but ashley received the person. message okay great no please ashley keep listening was- Please, thank you for thank fuck you, but also thank you for intently listening and giving me feedback yes. and reaching out, blah blah blah. But also fuck right. you for being so critical. Fuck off, but also right. thank you. There you go. Ashley received a message saying that she repeated a story. Jury's out if she actually repeated the story. It's debatable. but it's hard not to repeat stories. God, I'm like going back. I'm like calling my parents. I'm like, do you remember anything? They're like, we didn't know you were gay. I'm like, I know. Should have called you. I know. <laughs> Literally, I I like I think about it in terms of chapters of my life. I'm like this relationship, this relationship, and like this period yeah, right. of my life. So, I had kissed a boy in the summer after seventh grade, which is. Honestly, truly rem- remarkable that I ever made it that far. I'm the gayest person mm-hmm. you've ever met in your entire life. Jacqueline, if you can't tell, like everyone knew I was gay my entire life. So I kissed this boy. It was not what I wanted it to be. <laughs> in, in that it was a boy. It just didn't feel magical the way that everyone had talked about. You know what I mean? Like I didn't mm-hmm. get butterflies. I thought he tasted weird. I hated what he did with his tongue. Like it was oh. just... It was, he had pointy tongue and like, kind of like, like just kind of really moving it around very fast. Fast Uh pointy tongue is a lot. It's interesting that like when you have your first kiss, a lot of, especially boys will like really want to go for tongue like immediately. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, bud. You got to work your way up. You can't just start with tongue because now it's like. I'm not doing tongue unless I've like brushed my teeth like five times and I'm like really ready to get down and dirty. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And I am a big fan of tongue. Huge right. fan love of tongue. tongue. We love tongue. Some people don't love tongue. Some people this is don't a pro like tongue podcast. And I think that needs to be clear. <laughs> Pro tongue. Thank you. Thank you. We are pro tongue on the pod and we stand by it. And if you're not pro tongue, get out of here. Yeah. It was just not good and then going into eighth grade there was this new girl i know i had to have talked about the red sweater when i talked about this girl was the first girl that i ever had sex with okay and i may have mentioned on a previous episode you sick (laughs) little fucks you pay attention to every word that i say hanging on every word go get a life all right so yeah you may remember the red sweater this girl we let our guests name the people yeah. that we talk about on the podcast. Yeah. I was in love with this girl it, it, at the end of seventh grade. I saw her walking down the hallway on the last day of school in a red sweater with her hair curled, brown curled hair. She was so smart. She was like the smartest girl in my class. Now she's getting a PhD. What do you name this girl? 
or she's got it. She's like a teacher at like Harvard. I name this girl Molly. Molly. Molly's good. Molly's she good. She looks like a Molly too. She's got freckles. Yeah. yeah when you I said like... the long, when you said curly brown, I was like, you know, I, that that gives me real Irishy vibes. Yeah. I yeah. was just like, I saw her on the last day of school. I was like totally in love with her. But through all of eighth grade, all I wanted to do was kiss her. That's all mm-hmm. I wanted in the entire world. Sure. I pray that I have not told this story. I'm the worst podcast Laura, what do you think? Podcast host. Okay, okay. Yeah. Laura, no, you haven't told it. Okay. Every year on President's Day weekend, because I live in the city, I live in New York, we would go up to the Catskills to go skiing, and I could do. bring a friend. Oh, okay. And previously, it had always been a friend. But of course, now I want to bring Molly, because mm-hmm. I am in love with her. I am sure. in love Mm-hmm. You cannot love the way that you love when you're 13, 14 years old. You just can't. So true. Your brain is different. You're right. You're you're fucking stupid. That's why you're able to right. love like that. You've yeah. never been hurt. It's just it's beautiful. I love her so much. I would do anything for her. She does not. Everyone knows. Like I'm in the closet, but like everyone knows I'm in love with Molly, including uh-huh. the teachers. Uh huh. Everyone. Because you I, just like you just were pretty like openly like. I'm a simp. I'm a simp. I put Uh, chocolates in her locker on Valentine's Day. I was, yeah. (laughs) I was thinking like maybe like you like sometimes kind of like get nervous, but you're straight up like, please love me, dear God, you have to love me. I was very publicly trying to bang her. And the thought, the thought that I was in the closet is so funny to me because I am publicly in love with Molly. Yeah, okay, got it, got it. She's just a friend I feel very strongly about. (laughs) (laughs) She's my best friend. I just love her so much and I get jealous when she's with other people, but it's because we're friends and that's what friends do. Well, there were, like, there were guys that were obviously interested in her too. And, you know, when you're in the closet, you just always, whenever the person that you're in love with goes to date somebody, no matter who they're dating, you're like, that dude's a fucking asshole. Like yeah, that dude. Right. Is, and right. I would do this about Molly. Just every, everything I did, whatever. <laughs> she comes, I have been trying to kiss her for literally like four months. <laughs> sure. The real, playing the long game. <laughs> LOL, Molly's game. This is the film Molly's game. <laughs> this is what Wait, it's about. I don't remember what that was. What's Molly's game? But Molly's game is a, is a not amazing poker movie about a lady who ran a lady who ran a uh uh illegal <laughs> poker game to like yeah Hollywood actors. right i remember yeah this film. yeah okay okay uh-huh. is there a scene where they go skiing there's a weird amount of skiing in the movie there's a weird amount of skiing there's a weird amount of skiing there's a weird amount it opens with skiing no way it actually, does it does. actually? She, she was a competitive it skier 100 percent the only oh, yeah, movie is that she was an Olympic skier or Whoa, qualifying, yeah. and then she gets into a horrible accident, and her like comeback is that she starts being okay. You're so well, right. <laughs> what you don't know about me is that I was an Olympic skier, but instead of trying to win at poker, I'm trying to kiss Molly. So that is <laughs> my yeah. story. This really yeah. is Molly's game. It's Molly's game. game. (laughs) So I'm in love with Molly. Well, we just isolated like like 75% of our listeners. (laughs) Like all of them are like, what the fuck is Molly's game? Are your listeners not really into like minor works by 
like mediocre <laughs> directors but very important writers our <laughs> listeners this is for the core this is for the real listeners who listen every week not if you come in occasionally occasionally for the kevin McHale's, right. this is not right. the episode for no. you no no <laughs> no i once made a blue velvet reference and i had like five people message me and be like thank you so like as if i was like when i came out as trans on the podcast i had people be like thank you so much with the blue velvet reference i have like cinephiles being like I just like, it's just so great to have someone like you on the pod. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs> well, I am more of a TV person than a film person, so I'm not going to get For into sure. any of the film references. But here is how I was trying to kiss Molly. We were in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat together. And I would straight up. Try and this kiss her in the green. Who like I would you? try and kiss you were her. Elvis. Yes, of course I was Elvis. We've talked about this. This is your Elvis impression moment. Yes, yes. This, no, yes. but you have to do it. You've been I talking not... about it for Ashley. Do Wait, it. Wait, you have an Elvis impression? My yes, Elvis impression is better than anyone's. You've like those people who win the competitions in Las Vegas. Fuck them. I am. I am the dark horse. Oh, for that you have to not you do it. Have you have to. You have to. No, I can't. I can't. It's what? so embarrassing. This, I mean, you no. I mean, come on. I didn't practice. I didn't know this was going to come up. You, you, <laughs> you can't claim story. expert status of Elvis That's impressions. That's true, Jacqueline. That's true. You have been, this. it's been like a year now of you no, saying I'm you not can doing do this. It. I'm not doing wow. it. Wow. This is Chekhov's Elvis impression. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need, look, look, I, I, Okay. One day, I promise, one day. But today's not that day. Please, also, we haven't even gotten, ski we're not even skiing yet. Okay, sorry, sorry. You're in <laughs> Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I would like try and kiss, like literally legit try and kiss her. Like, because she, she, would sit, she would sit in my lap. She was like a brother. She would Got sit it. in my lap. She would, I would like, we would like touch and like She's snuggle. like in her brother costume, like her like, like big wearing beard, her beard. Like, God, she's just beautiful. Go, 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 Joseph. You know what they say. <laughs> Which brother was she? She was not one of the singing brothers. It matters. It matters what brother she was. So the singing ones, this is, no, I'm not doing this. We must continue. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep but going. But yes, I am the Pharaoh and I am fucking killing it. And that's doing the show. Hot. I'm trying to kiss her. I invite her out for the weekend. She comes. I know my sister doesn't listen to this and thank God. But like, was this when you were in the bunk bed? Yeah. Did I tell this story? Shit. You've told this story. <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. What a, what Jacqueline, a... how much time do you have? See, I'm look, I'm, I'm in it now. I'm like, I'm clearing my schedule. I'm like, this is, this is my day now. Okay. Well now I have to come up with another story. Oh my God. But you have to leave this in. Cause this is so funny. You have to leave all of that in. That was so it's funny. It's really funny. Yeah. And it's also funny because it starts, the start of the episode was literally you talking about telling a story again that wasn't this. I know. But also wasn't the one where somebody said, they said, I told a story again. Like, separate from that, I mean, honestly, at this point, it's a motif. It's a it's a thing. <laughs> you have a very successful showrunner telling you how good this is. You and honestly, keep that in. And honestly, you're kind of pot committed at this point. That's a Molly's Game reference for the real Molly's Game heads. <laughs> you have to keep it in just for the Molly's Game references. You know what would be fun is at this point you could stop and be like, do one of those like voice of God voiceovers that sort of was like, uh, I'd, I'd be like, 
At this point, we realized I had definitely told this story before. Here's our hard pivot. <laughs> that's it right there. That's the that's the God voice. I'll I'll put I'll put reverb on it. You want to really do a good like you want to yes, like. I'll do it. At this point in the story, Ashley discovered that she had already told this story. What follows is her pivot. <laughs> this is that was okay. Awesome. Okay, so I think now I have to tell <clears throat> a super short story. You got it. I need a moment. Take your moment. Take your moment. Take your moment. Garrett, do you? Okay. I know one. I have one. Okay, good. But it's Go. not short. That's fine. Just do it. <sighs> we'll push you through it. We'll get through it okay. quick. Oh my God. I am just so sorry, Jacqueline. Okay. Don't be sorry. I'm enjoying myself. Camp. Now we're at camp. All girls camp. I'm 16. I'm a junior counselor in training and I am not out. But I do have secret boyfriends who are really my girlfriends. Got it. Got it. And they're real. They're real. So we live in tents, platform tents, like on wood. And like all summer, this girl, and you can name them, they're the troublemakers in the group. We have kind of like a, we have kind of like a difficult group. You know when there's like a difficult group? Yeah. The three horse girls of the apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's a good joke, Kara. No, I'm, and by the way, this doesn't have to go in. But truly, like, you all have my info at this point. Please never hesitate. Like, you already oh, are you. hilarious. You're all hilarious. Like, Aww, send me scripts. You. I would love to help in any way I can. Oh, thank but, you. That's but, really sweet. But we, we might we, leave yeah. that in for you guys. We got that <laughs> just look, just at that, for look at that sweet moment. Look at that yeah, sweet moment. That, yeah. Jacqueline <laughs> doesn't judge me for repeating my story. Maybe I'll write a script about it. Honestly, so much of being in writer's rooms is telling the same story every single year to a different group of people. And sometimes, I mean, like, that's a lot of what the job is, is like, does anybody have a good blah, blah, blah story? Because this is what the character's doing. And it's like, well. Totally. And if you need a really good kissing for the first time as a gay person (laughs) in a bunk bed on a ski trip story i have that story for you <laughs> i i know i'm gonna have to go find it in your back catalog so i can uh, get the, the thrilling conclusion to <laughs> yes if you would like to laura figure out which episode that is if you'd like to, to finish that story yes. the thrilling um, conclusion okay. to baby queers in snow <laughs> baby queers. A very, very weird remake of Balto, but <laughs> I, I'm in the, so the two troublemakers, who do, what do we call them? Um, Mandy and Brandy. Mandy and Brandy. Right. That's beautiful. So Perfect. Mandy and Brandy, like weird, do these like weird platonic on the mouth kisses, like all summer long. And I don't like it. Sure. I don't like it one fucking bit. And the reason I don't like it is because I'm a closeted <laughs> gay kid. Right. It upsets me. Oh, really? Because... That's why. So interesting. Yes. <laughs> Would have never expected. But here's the thing. When you're a closet, this is such a weird disjointed episode. I hope you guys are on board for this part of the story, this new story. When when you watch girls like make out for attention at parties when you're young, like straight girls or maybe they're bi-curious. I don't want to label anybody. But when that happens, I can't be a part of that. There's mm-hmm. no girl who would ever make out with me yeah. for attention because if she made out with me, she's gay. Cause like everyone yeah. knows I'm gay. And I think I was just kind of mad 
that like girls could just kiss each other and I couldn't kiss them. Yep, that's it because I feel myself wanting to cry. So that as I've learned from therapy, when I'm on to something, if I feel myself starting to cry, that's probably true. So I feel myself starting to cry. I wanted to do it and I couldn't and I was jealous. Yeah, yeah. Wow, this has become an incredibly emotional. What a breakthrough. What? Yeah, huge breakthrough. Huge. Great episode. So glad you're here for this, Jacqueline. <laughs> but then Mandy has been egging me on to like, just kiss her all summer. She's like, just kiss me. We kiss all the time. Mandy finally like corners me in the tent and she's like, just freaking kiss me. How old is Mandy? We are all 16. So Mandy's also a counselor. Okay, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, we're like, we're counselors in training. Sure, I wasn't sure if this was like a bratty like camper who's like being aggressively <laughs> attacking you. No, I get it. I need to know what the context of this is. Just to I be clear, a child has never tried to kiss me, so we don't have to don't address know. that today on the podcast. Honestly, though, it seems like something only somebody a child who's tried to kiss would say. <laughs> It's a denial that raises more questions. Fine. Sorry, here no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My, I will, here's my <laughs> apology. Here's my apology statement for the non-existent child who tried to kiss me. Dear, we're having gay sex no. listener. No, Dear no. white people, I Lady am. Dear. I am so so sorry about my actions and whatever harm. I wish I had music. I'll put yeah. music under this. But this is whatever. all written on the notes app. Oh yes. Yes, Somehow this is written this in the notes written app. on the notes app. Um, no, I'm so sorry. So you are in the cabin with with yes. for fellow counselor Mandy, who is yes, and Brandy. Brandy is there, being like, yeah, just kiss oh, her. So I'm like being peer what? pressured into platonically kissing Mandy, and she finally does. I will remember this moment so vividly Aww. because I'm like so uncomfortable. I'm like pinned against the wall basically oh. she's like just fucking a, do a it. tent wall a tent wall it's like so it's not really the strongest structure it's like a beam i'm like against the beam got it and i was so fucking confused about how to kiss her because i i had kissed girls and i like knew how to kiss but i was like oh how do i kiss her like a friend would kiss? like literally right. every possible thing is going through right. my head she kisses me it's not like an open mouth kiss or anything but, and she goes she pulls away and she goes your your lips are so soft and i just i was like i just froze i didn't know what to say you're like i'm not gay right 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 but but i am a fucking good kisser and you should know that and yes my lips are soft right but also i am not gay and you are my friend and also, also this is also assault and, uh, and there are other people brandy, around brandy and mandy doing the platonic like friend kiss thing i don't know i'm sure brandy and mandy are in therapy somewhere trying to figure out what that all meant or like, brandy and mandy I have no idea. are queer at this point like i feel like I, I, yeah, no that as well. sorry i, I think they not, might just yeah. be like out in the world like as queer ladies who look back on this being like Remember when we tried to tell people we platonically were kissing? Right. And actually right, we were fucking yeah. in the bunk beds? Like, yeah, that was a totally healthy way to discover that we were queer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Yeah. That's Because I was just trying to be in that closet so hard. Oh. I did not expect to get pulled out that way. You know, she was cute too. She was like really cute. So I like, but I wasn't attracted to her because she was like mean. And so I, it was yeah. just very strange. It was just like the weirdest. Oh. It was so weird. 
it, it almost felt like being outed, but like not really. You know what I mean? You know what I will say? Can I can I offer you a slight a slight reframing? Like just sure. like a Does slight. Does it have to do with Molly's game? No, it has nothing to do with Molly's game. I've never okay. heard of that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, I I will say I was so worried when you were telling that story and you you said she stepped back and you were building up to what she said. And but the fact that she said your lips are so soft, that felt like the real Mandy and or Brandy, whichever one it was, I oh, can't remember. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that feels like a moment where like even if she was mean and ha- dealing with that thing, that's like, you feel ashamed. And so you're like yeah. projecting it out by being mean. Like the fact that in that moment, she didn't mock you, but instead like kind of gave you like a tender compliment with people watching is like, I think actually pretty uh, revealing about like what was going on inside her yeah. process. And I can't speak to yeah. the other people, but like, that's a, a very tender thing for a 16 year old to say to another 16 year old. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like your lips I, are so you're, soft. You're so right because I had never, not, a girl had never like spoken to me like that, even though I yeah. had been hooking up with girls. Like I never, especially in public, in public. This yeah. happened in front of other people in public. We're in a dark tent in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> we um, were in Times Square, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels that way. So that is my gay sex not repeat story from this week. Yeah, hell yeah. Love it. Um, What a journey. Thank you. Jacqueline, did you have gay sex this week? Listener, spring has sprung. Love is in the air. And that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day. And then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boo thang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex. Take the two minute mattress quiz and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get a hundred nights to try it. And there's a 10 to 15 year warranty. So don't sweat this decision, but I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gay sex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I did not have gay sex this week. Although I feel like I've had like interesting realizations lately about gay sex. I've had a lot of gay sex in my life. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I'm very, you know, very honored to have been (laughs) such a whore. Um, And I say that both literally, both literally and figuratively. Um, But I think one of the things I've realized that's interesting is that since coming out as trans, which I've known for a long, long time, but never thought I would do anything about. Um, it's sort of been this revelation. Uh, pronouns will get funky here for a second just because of it'll become clear. But I had been the only guy that many of my lesbian friends had slept with. And mm-hmm. like, in hindsight, it's like, right. oh, that's because I was a girl. And like, I, right. and they would always say right. things like, you don't, like, it just feels like, like, I've had sex with, you know, or it'd be like somebody who like had sex with guys, like when they were young and then is like hardcore lesbian now. And then like, we would go out and drink and she'd be like, do you want to come over? And I'd, I'd be like, 
I guess, but I'm very confused Damn. about what's happening. I have a bunch right. of men that I need to text and be like, I have some information about you. Because the like, amount of men who tell me that they are the dude that lesbians sleep with, I know so many guys like this. It was, And it wasn't a thing where I was like out chasing lesbians. It was just, I had a lot of very close lesbian friends. Have yeah. a lot, still, obviously. But like, again, I am a slutty person and I'm somebody who like sex is a... I know, like, touch is the love language, but I think sex is a love language where it's just yeah, like, right. I yeah. have had sex with a lot of my friends where it's just like, yeah, that's how we, we are friends. And, like, that's something that maybe happened once or maybe happens occasionally, but, like, part of a friendship. Um, yeah. But, yes, it, like, happened with numerous women where they would – with numerous lesbians where they would say, I, like, don't know what it is. It's just, like, very different and, like, you – like you, it's just, I don't feel like I'm having sex with a guy. And for whatever reason, during that time, I never had the thought of like, this really dovetails with a lot of my gender questioning. <laughs> like I was just, <laughs> I was just like, I guess I'm like sensitive. <laughs> I can, yeah. you know, like, I guess I'm, I'm empathetic and that comes across. Um, yeah. But yeah. So that's been like a real interesting kind of eye opener this week. And when I came out, the number of people who like wrote to me being like, <laughs> Honestly, I'm so glad because this makes my life way simpler. <laughs> like, I, for a long time, you were an outlier that, like, raised more questions than it answered. And, like, now, sure, yeah. question answered, <laughs> makes sense, we're good. Like, Right, right, yeah. You had people, like, going through, like, identity crises and then, like, being like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, my God, really, I mean, like, I've heard you hear these stories. And, first of all, you hear them way more from men than from lesbians. I hear way, there is a dis disproportionate amount of men telling me that they have slept with lesbians and lesbians telling me they've slept with one man. I don't know where the math is wrong, but someone's not telling the truth. It's like, a, I, you, would, I would argue it's probably like a 20% lie on both sides. Well, maybe like a 50% lie on the guy side. And like, there's definitely a thing where like my lesbian friends don't, I know who have had sex with men and who like, that's like a shame <laughs> where it's just like, yeah, right. I don't want to talk totally. about it. But I was like horny and I made it sure. happen. But the it's guys deeply, want to brag about it. Deeply confusing. If that happened to me, I'd be fucked up. I wouldn't tell anybody. It could have happened yeah. to me. You'd have no idea. I'd take that shit to the grave. <laughs> right. Would not be a repeat story. <laughs> You'd be like, I know I didn't tell story. that story. <laughs> um, wow. So when you came out, did you feel like your sex kind of like changed? Do you feel like it like kind of got better for you because you were euphoric or like, I don't know, you, your euphoria journey, but like. Did you feel like that kind of changed? It did. It um, It's interesting because I've always been bisexual and I've always been very switchy and I've always been very like, again, like, and I know I keep talking about it, but like sex work was a huge part of my life. No, please talk about it because people request sex workers all the time. It's such like a people pleasing job. Like that's such a big part of it that that like just informed a lot of how <laughs> yeah, I became. Literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. I was literally, yeah, exactly. And so it like informed a lot of how I became sexually just in my personal life where it was like, I was sort of down to fulfill whatever the other person, like their thing was. And so I, a lot of times I, I felt very like, whenever the attention was on me in any way, I would feel much more like uncomfortable unless it was explicitly part of what they needed. Like if it was yeah. just somebody being like, no, like it's your turn. I'd be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> like we, we don't have to do that. Like it's good. But now I will say that like, I am feeling much more in my body in those moments mm -hmm. and much more like, um, I don't like dissociate the way that I feel like I did for a long time. Uh, 
uh, when that, when stuff like that would happen. And then I would say the other thing that's just like interesting, I don't know how graphic is okay. Oh, I literally have an episode that's about to come out about like literally putting my pussy in my girlfriend's face and how much she enjoys it. I mean, first off, yeah, that's a classic, a classic of the genre. (laughs) Um, So good good on both of you. Um, (laughs) Since I've been on hormones for about three months and they're crazy, like my boobs are growing and it's weird and it like, like they're definitely at that like weird, like early teenage vibes where you're like like I remember like the, they're like the first pair of boobs I saw when I was like right. 13 and would be at like a sleepover and then like the neighbor girls would be at a sleepover and we'd all like sneak out and go to like someone's backyard and play like truth or dare and it's like right though were you like the first time I saw boobs so basically in, in real life right right um, and yeah, like, yeah. but that's where it's at where you're like even as you see it you're like oh it's not done like this is oh oh this for is sure. in progress. No, no, no. That's in progress. like yeah, that's yeah. like going to yeah, that's like going to Walmart with your mom, and they're like, your mom's like, can I get this one? And you're like, mom, stop. Yes, God. exactly. And so like, like that's... you don't want to have boobs, but you're like, I, I feel them. like my that stage of my life was like so short, oh, so I short. Hope, I hope mine is short. I want them to start. <laughs> they're like right between like what people would derisively call man boobs and like becoming regular boobs like they're on their own journey regular trans- <laughs> transitioning and uh i would really love it to just like let's go sure um, yeah but so that's happening and like very sensitive very painful like yeah i've definitely started to ha- wear like with certain clothing having to wear like bralettes and stuff just because i'm like nips out all the time um yeah which also i like as a vibe but like it feels very aggressive for like month three of this journey (laughs) to be like i'm already at the nips out face um but then the other part of it is that the feminization of the penis is like a very weird process um and it like is definitely shrinking and it is softer like the, the actual texture is very different um and it like feels slightly different to like have sex uh and, yeah. sort of like, and like that's a very surreal experience to just to feel like a body that you've lived in for you know i'm 32 like to feel like a body that you've lived in for so many years is suddenly it feels like your body's a science experiment and the parts yeah. of your body that you were most familiar with because like you know obvious reasons are like suddenly sort of somebody else's body like on yours yeah. and it's a it's been like a really um eye-opening and emotional i mean also like hormones are a monster and i'm like bawling uncontrollably a lot but Mm, mm. um i don't know it's a very like profound and odd and and uh strange experience that i do feel like is changing how i'm approaching and having sex and and when i do have sex in ways that are more you know when i am topping or something where it's Mm -hmm. more akin to what like i was never just like having heterosex but like when i would have sex with women um before it, even that feels like, oh, this doesn't feel, there's like a different energy to it or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I yeah. wish I had more concrete words. No, it, Jacqueline, that think... was like, thank you, you for answering yeah, my question. No, that was, that was awesome. And I, I learned yeah, a lot and I have you. like follow-up questions, but you've already been here an hour because I've told two stories. No, <laughs> I think. I'm, take your, also, I'm here for however long you need and you can edit it how you want. Cool. Later, great. So. Let's record two episodes. But of course people <laughs> don't, you don't have the words because like taking out 
your the trans identity and the hormones and things changing for you people don't have words for lesbian sex period so you know genitals mushing up no matter what they look like there's no real great we we have tribbing but there's no real great terms for the types of sex that we have so i can't even imagine throwing in your new junk (laughs) you know what i mean <laughs> that new junk smell. It's but got I, the, uh, it, weirdly, like that's the other thing. My pheromones are totally different for the first time ever. Like I can, like yeah. I smell fundamentally different. Like, like when I Whoa. sweat, my sweat smells different. My I like, love girl sweat. When I go for a run, you know. Sorry, this is like very gross, maybe. But like, no, this is amazing. No, it's I actually something it. I kind of like. Really, do feel sort of passionately about is that I have so many wonderful trans friends. Laverne Cox and I are friends going back to like New York before she was famous. Like we just both were like, that's so cool. People in New York at the same time, not being famous or successful. And like, so like, but she's from the day I met Laverne, she's was a knockout. Like she was already like the hottest woman I'd ever, I'd ever met, you know? And like, and, and so many of my trans lady friends, there's not a lot of talk about like the weird, awkward, beginning stage right. especially if you're not doing it when you're like 21 or 15 yeah. or whatever like i feel like there's not a lot of talk of like i have a fully i have a fully grown male body that is now trying to reverse engineer itself and like yeah. it's um not always super successful at it and there are things that like i need to change with doctors and be like all right can we try this thing and it's like i did i looked around and i didn't feel like i was seeing like transition pick like all i would see are these beautiful trans timelines that made me feel like i'm never gonna be that like i'm never gonna look i'm always gonna look like a boy in a dress and like i'm never gonna get to that point where like i look in the mirror and just truly feel like oh my god like i don't you know like that i don't have a that's good for a you know like sort of vibe Mm -hmm. and yeah so i feel really i don't sorry i'm getting emotional i um i know me too I feel really passionately about kind of trying to document and share some of the stuff. Like I have a nudes account on Twitter. Like anybody who listens to this and is interested, like hit me up. My regular DMS are open. I'll give you it, but it's like protected. So I can like kind of control who sees it, but it's just, it's like literally me like documenting my body and like figuring out how to be sexy as a woman and like what, what I feel good at and what, or what feels good and what feels bad. And part of it's because it's like, it's not there yet. Like it's, it's very much a work in progress. And I look around and I feel like I've never, I never see works in progress. I see these finished yeah. portraits that make yes. me feel like I'm never going to be there. And so finished I'm, portraits that took a lot of money that typically have a lot more privilege. You know, we, we talk about that. We had Robin Tran on. I don't know if you know her. She's a great stand up yeah. comedian. She's trans. And uh, another, if you're a trans listener, great one to go and listen back to. There are these absurd standards of, of passing. And, and, you know, this is this is much more Gara's topic than mine. But it's <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> I'm like, so interesting. <laughs> but it, it's just it's not gosh, like. Any part of coming out is a process. God, I'm still figuring out what kind of girl I am and how to yeah. feel sexy as like the gay version of myself. So I, I don't know. I think this the in-between part should be celebrated. Yeah. I think also the internet does not allow really for anything other than perfection. I mean, like Instagram is like absolutely. I mean, me for one, like watching a lot of my trans friends during um, quarantine get top surgery um, was like 
kind of hard to like watch that happen. And I was very happy for all of them and was like, nah, fuck, fuck yeah. them. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them for not realizing that you weren't having it yet. Should have yeah. done it all at the same time. Those selfish um, bastards. Those, See, yeah, what's right. nice is I can gender affirm them while also tearing them down. And that's <laughs> right. what we call unity. <laughs> right, right. But I think about a lot and like have been working it out in therapy, but like Jacqueline, you're great. And I just, I am now officially going to get top surgery and I, um, and you just, heard it here first like, on now the podcast. At- Gara is crying because <laughs> they are letting us know that they are for the clickbait, for the internet. The internet knows know that Gara is. We will have it in here. Oh my god! I'm first. so Gara I'm is so happy top for you. surgery. I'm Thank so you, happy for you. Thank you. That Thank is you. so wonderful. Did you just decide right now? Well, I. No, no, I decided, uh, yeah, for the clickbait, Ashley, I was like, Ashley really needs this. Uh, I really need it. I would really love some new followers. <laughs> but no, I, I just, Jacqueline, hearing you speak, I was just like, I, I have been telling a lot of people in my life. And again, maybe tomorrow I'll be like, you got to get rid of that part. But I just want to tell you and tell everyone here that I am, and it's hard to it's hard to watch people post about it because in quarantine, you don't, I don't really make, like I'm with a few people, but that's it. But watching them post about it and just being like, it looks so easy. It looks like Mm -hmm. you did it and it looks so easy. And why can't it be that easy? Because it's not, it's not that easy. It's so, it's so, first off, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. you. Like that is (laughs) such a delightful, like you deserve that. You deserve it's really hard. It's hard to not feel selfish when, and I know my therapist would say, it doesn't matter that there are people who have it worse than you. It doesn't validate your problems, which I get. And I haven't always had it easy. I like, I wasn't doing sex work just for fun. Like I, it was, I needed to live um, right. and right. like pay for school. Um, I've been really struggling with the fact that like, I feel like for a long time, like one, it took me a long time to learn how to be cute as a guy. And I feel like I figured it out. Like, I feel yeah. like I figured it out to like some extent, but I was 18 when I started turning tricks and like escorting and making pretty good money doing it. And it was super validating that like these wealthy people would like pay money because they thought my body was like worth that. It gave me this sensation that became part of my identity was that I really liked being a sexual object of desire. And transitioning has been very hard because it feels like I, beyond giving up so many other things and like going through, you know, turfs and family not handling it great. And, you know, all of these other things, it's like, I feel like I gave up this one part of my identity that actually like meant a lot to me and was like Mm -hmm. good, bad and different, like a real thing. And I'm desperately trying to like figure out how to be. And like, look, I like, I'm still confident. Like, I think I pull shit off. And like, right now I can be hot in like a gender fucky way. And that's super fun. I love that in other people. But it's like, when you know, that's not what, it's like, I know I don't want to be hot in a gender fucky way. I want to be sexually attractive as like a lady. I want to be, you know, and I want to like have the surgeries and do all the things. And then just to know that like, it's going to cost you a ton of money because almost nothing's covered. And uh, hormones will get you some of the way. Maybe we don't know. It's a, a mystery, right. but yeah. we'll find out in two years and then maybe we can talk. It's just, um, 
it's a demoralizing process. And I think yeah. having a culture that's mostly focused on the results and I'm not saying trans timelines are bad. I love them. They're inspiring. They make me cry. But I feel like when that's the only version of trans identity on the internet you're seeing is like that or like turfs weaponizing people's early transition photos. It's just like right. there needs to be like a middle ground of like, yeah, right. it's messy. Like it's super right. fucking complicated and messy. Can you clarify yeah. that? Just because I don't even know what that is. Turfs what, oh, weaponizing. So tur turfs are trans exclusive oh, right feminist I, yes for the listener yeah uh, Gara, Gara yeah. jokes that i'm a turf all the time no so i didn't we, say jacqueline my joke no Gara you know what genuinely my joke is. thinks that i'm a turf and no. that is exactly what Gara thinks In, no let Gara me actually sincerely my called joke me is, a turf my joke is i said it's very brave of ashley to present as a turf but not actually be one <laughs> all right that's very funny actually that's a, good, Thank that's you. A, that's a really good joke um, i'm a lesbian with long hair what can i say yeah, you know what this is, it's not your fault this is just no, it's what, not how your you fault. are it's okay no, i'll I live am, i'll get through it i think part of it for me was always feeling like the ugly duckling when i was a kid and like I was like very, I'm very tall. I'm six foot four. So funny. I went from being like. So desirable as a man. So I know, desirable. I know. And now I'm like, oh, I wish I could shrink. So I was like six foot four as a guy from the time I was like 12. But I wow. was like 140 pounds. Like I was like so skinny, like very gangly and awkward. Mm -hmm. um, my ears are big, um, but my head was smaller at the time like my ears have always been the same size but my head was much smaller when i was Gara's just dreaming about jacob right now Gara's <laughs> just like i love my boyfriend so much <laughs> uh, but so i always felt like not attractive at all and then yeah. when i got to college uh at nyu where i started doing sex work like the first week i was there whoa yeah i um answered an ad on Craigslist for adult work for bartender, but it was in adult, it was in adult work. So I was like, something's up with And this. what was it? Um, <laughs> what, so it what was, did it end up happening? <laughs> so I, I, I got a job interview, very exciting. <laughs> and I went to this, it was in like Herald Square across from Macy's in like this like kind of abandoned -y office building. And I went to like one of the suites where they said to go for the meeting and I get there and this like gross dude opens the door just like sweaty and like unkempt and and uh the office behind him looks like like the after of like a wolf of wall street sec raid like it looks like the sec is <laughs> yeah. coming and tossed computers and, right, like, yeah, right. Tore, like there's fax paper everywhere like it just looks like a d disaster and like you know he has like one desk in the corner that like is set up for him and he like calls me over and he's like, so this is uh, to bartend at uh, these gay sex parties that I host around the city. Um, but you have to be okay being naked uh, while you do it. And you have to, uh, people tip at the door typically. There's a big tip jar at the door. Um, and we split tips with everybody working. But you're going to have to participate in some way if you want your tips. And, wow. and he's like, and that's the job. But like, would you be okay with that? I was like, yeah, of course. Cause also I'm like a closeted queer kid. It was like, had just like discovered the glory hole at 
yeah. excellent DVD on 13th Street and 6th Avenue, yeah. Yeah. like during Welcome <laughs> Week. And I was like, oh my God, all the dick you can suck. What a dream. Welcome. <laughs> New York, New York. Uh, it truly is a visitor's place. Um, and, uh, and so I, uh, he was like, are you going to be okay with that? And I was like, yes, I would love, sounds great. And then he made me give him a blowjob right there. He like took his dick out, gave him a blowjob. He like took naked photos of me, but I got the job. So who took advantage of who? I mean, like, I think that's the, <laughs> the I real was question. Say, wait, you didn't even have the job yet? I, didn't have the so job it's an, yet. It's an audition. It's an audition blowjob. It was like, it was a go-see for a bartending at a gay sex party yeah, job. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I, which I think is just standard in the industry. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, no, we. Uh, but oh, I got the job. I don't know. I don't, maybe it is. No, it's definitely not. It's definitely not. Yeah, I, I was for sure taken advantage of. But I was also like happy to be taken advantage of. Like enjoyed it thoroughly. Like would do it again. Ten out of ten. I uh, wish he yeah. wasn't so gross. But like other than that, like very, very fun power dynamics applied. So I, I got the job. I like started going to these gay sex parties where I would like wear a jock strap and like fuck dudes at them and like get a small piece of the door or of the uh, tip jar at the door. And I wouldn't make like, I wouldn't make good money really, but it was fun. And it's like, I probably would have wanted to go to the parties if I wasn't working at the parties. Yeah. And then, but you know, I was like 18 and people start older men started to approach me and just be like, I'd love to take you to dinner. And then like, there was no dinner or I was dinner depending on your definitions of dinner. And, um, but I started making really good money that way. And so I started having these, older clients and they would tell their friends and kind of my whole hook was that I was bisexual um, and like very openly bisexual. Cause then people would play out their fantasies of like the guy on the football team. And the, like, I could present pretty mask when I wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that just led to me like being on rent boy RIP website that was shut down by our fucking corrupt government that doesn't understand the difference yeah. between sex work and trafficking. Um, but, uh, did that for like a number of years and, you know, because I was bi, I started to have some couple clients, which was nice where it'd be like a guy and a lady who were married and maybe he was curious and it was like a good way to ease in. It was like a safe person to like, mm-hmm. you know, like we could just have a threesome that got a little crazy, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did that for many, many, many years and I loved, truly loved it. Had some scary times for sure. Some scary moments. So yeah, that's sort of my sex work my sex work spiel. Um, I started to be more open yeah. about it when Sesta Fosta passed because when Sesta Fosta passed, what was it like three years ago now, two years ago, it like really, like there's been such an uptick in violence and uh, yeah. it's made it such a less safe thing to do. And um, you have these, you know, it's just like a real fucked up uh, situation. And so I sort of felt like I owed it to that community that I was a part of for so long. There are so many people I know who have done this job who are just doctors and lawyers now. And like, yeah. nobody, fucking, nobody fucking knows. Cause like, why would, right. why would yeah. you tell people like, yes, I'm a member of a group. I'm it's an invisible group that you don't have to o- take ownership of when you're not literally doing it. And it's a group that is reviled by so many people and yeah. just like hated, um, which really was a great preparation for coming out as trans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so many years being a hated person. Um, but, I don't know, sorry, I feel like I'm rambling now. No, no, but you're Jacqueline, so fine. Thank you this for is talking really about fascinating. It. Yeah, yeah, and also I think with sex work, like it's so important to talk about it because it's it's work. It's like real work that real people do, and talking yeah. more about it, like and more about Sasta Festa. So- 
assess the FOSTA. That bullshit, yes. Yeah, that thing. Talking about it, like, gets people, like, Googling it and learning about it and, like, understanding what, like, the government did to really endanger so many lives of so many people. It's just like anything else. Talking about it is really, really important. So thank you. Back to Molly's game. I think, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, let's round this out. Gara, did, did you have gay sex this week? Uh, did not have gay sex. I'm going to tell a story that I'm really hoping I've not repeated. Really, <laughs> really hoping. Oh I'm not shit, even Jacqueline! Kidding. You know what I just realized? That whole thing. Another guest did that. We actually no! had that entire. I knew it. Yeah, I was uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um and. This story is from uh, like two or three years ago. This is actually the first time I ever went to Cubbyhole. So like three years ago, I was like, had just moved to New York and was taken on as like, like a baby, like a baby lamb, like a little lost lamb by these like three older, uh, like (laughs) comedian dykes. They were very kind and were just like, put me in their pocket and like led me around and like showed me things I'd never seen. Lesbian Um, Aladdin. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I can show you the gays. But anyway, so so they were like, we have to go to Cubbyhole. And I was like, what the fuck is Cubbyhole? And we, um, when I, I had just started dating, I was like six months in uh, dating Jacob. I was not in an open relationship yet, totally monogamous. And we had gone out to Cubbyhole. And we had to wait in line because like Cubbyhole, you always wait in line to get into Cubbyhole. Because I am not kidding for anyone who doesn't live in New York. I have it not once. Cubby Cubbyhole. I've never wait. I don't know if it's just my gay energy coming down the block, but I've never had yeah. to wait in line to go into. Cubby I actually hole. was just gonna say I don't think I've ever waited in line at Cubby Hole. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe I'm just making that up. <laughs> You're like you'll but, have to wait in line. But maybe. But you know what? There are fewer. There are fewer lesbian <laughs> bars in New York today than there were when I was going to Cubby Hole. So that yeah, Cubby Hole is gonna be fucking packed when this is all over. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. You're gonna have to like sign up on a wait list. Nah. They're just gonna let me in. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're like you actually. Get- Kevin, you told that story five fucking times. <laughs> Don't walk through our window. <laughs> so we're waiting in line at Cubby Hole. I cannot stress it enough. It is teeny tiny. There's like a big bar on one side and like a little bit of a walkway and like a tiny like place in the back and like a jukebox. Should I just describe yeah, the whole yeah. place? And two and two restrooms and things hanging from yeah. the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and basically it's- a dive bar. It's like a normal dive bar. It looks like every right. dive bar. <laughs> oh, oh, but you're you're new to the podcast. This is just what happens when Garrett tells a story. We get every we get every piece of furniture. We get the weather report. We get a description of all the different gays and the yeah. sizes, shapes, and colors. Sure. Yeah. And the smell, it was kind of a mixture of like Marlboro red, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like cinnamon. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so we get inside and I'm just like, I am young little baby, like queer fetus. Like I am like barely out of the womb. Is Quetus a thing? Quetus. (laughs) Quetus it is now. I was a Quetus. They can do a test. They can do a test to find out whether or not you're a fetus or a quetus. They take some of that amniotic fluid. No. <laughs> then you can, you know, if you don't, you know, because queer, queer babies only. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. I'm aborting my straight child is what I'm trying to say. That is the, the darkest joke I've that made on this podcast. 
That was good. I'm really glad that you clarified that. Um, anyway, <laughs> I get inside and they're kind of like giving me the lowdown of like how to kind of like dance with girls. And they were like, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult, Gara. Like it doesn't happen for everyone like the first time. And again, I'm like, I'm in a monogamous relationship and I'm like telling them like, that's okay. I'm, I'm a nog. I like, I only want to dance with people and that's all I want to do. And this girl comes up to me and she, we get to talking and she had some cool tattoos. I was like, I like your tattoos. And, uh, she goes, do you have any tattoos? And at that point I had, I had one tattoo. Now I have seven. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I had one tattoo and Jacob gave it to me a stick and poke of a pair of scissors on my ass just like on my ass shit i've ever heard in my entire life that is so gay and i love it (laughs) i got it with my best friend who i was in love with in high school so even gayer um but anyway so it was on my ass and she was like do you have any tattoos i was like yeah i do but it's like on my butt and she was like show me i was like I wonder. I wonder like, if this girl knew what she was doing. Oh yeah. Of course she Who did. can know? Who can know if she uh, if she saw this <laughs> this baby lamb struggling in the field below? Yeah, it's like my big cartoonish eyes just being like my butt. <laughs> you want to see my butt? <laughs> okay. Platonically, right? Because I'm Minog. Right. <laughs> right. I was like platonically. I'll pull down my pants. So I like pulled out a butt cheek and like showed it to her and she touched it with her finger. Like she she touched my butt I with love her. her pointer finger. And I was like, I don't know if this is platonic or not, but I'm feeling pretty good right now. And like, meanwhile- Damn, she like, was giving you a sample of the goods right there. Give me yeah. one finger poke on the- <laughs> No, I was like, that's all I need. I was like, I'm going home. (laughs) Your ass was like a melon in the grocery store. Like she just needed to like check (laughs) it right. Ah, yes, this is a good one. (laughs) Yeah, and anyway, so I'm like, I'm like watching like my lesbian elders across the room, just like giving me the head nod of like, of like, you're doing good. You're doing good, son. Well, yeah, if your ass is out of your fucking pants, you're doing oh, yeah, a pretty good like, job. It's like, is this is this it? Is this lesbian sex? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so I pull my pants, I pull my little big boy pants back up, and I'm like, okay, okay, like I'm I'm kind of getting in it. I'm feeling like a little bit like I'm texting Jacob. I'm like, are you okay? And I was like, damn, I don't know if I should have done that. Like she touched my butt. I was like, was that cheating? Oh my god! And I was just like <laughs> feeling cheating? really bad hold on hold on and so we kind of like start dancing and i guess that night maybe like maybe like uh nicholas sparks book club had just gotten out like like two blocks away because it was just like like 40 year old like white women just like just like ridden with them like it was just i love my nicholas sparks book club (laughs) It's called Sparks for Turfs and Turfs for Sparks. Good. And uh, we go to Cubby Hole. We go to Cubby Hole after every meeting. So they're kind of like dancing and I'm like, I'm a good dancer. So I'm like, that's, that's my thing. Like, that's my love language is dancing. And so I'm like kind of dancing and I like make eyes with like this gorgeous woman who's like different, definitely different. Not the ass poker. Not the ass poker. This We've moved like on cheap. from ass poker. This is yeah, yeah. You were in these streets. Yeah, <laughs> I also would like to say on the pod, just so everyone knows, I'm very attracted to older women. That is you like you tipped. You just tipped your hat before you said that. 
Gara, you just tipped milady. your hat. There we go. Yeah, that's what I did to her. I said, "Milady," and she was like, "Why is this child talking to me?" <laughs> and then she was like, "You should do my podcast." Your pickup line is: you go up to women and just say, "Do you remember the Reagan administration?" <laughs> Milady. I do not. <laughs> so anyway, so like we're dancing. I'm like, this woman is like, she's very hot. She was like, again, like probably like early 40s. And we're like dancing together. And my like lesbian elders behind me are like, are like, this is great. Like, this is good. And in my head, I'm like, I'm like, I want to make out with this woman. Like, I really oh, no. want to make out with this woman. And I was like, fuck, I really want to make out with this woman. And like, we're like dancing. And then I just like pulled away. I was like, I got to go home. And I like, basically just like, guys, I'm leaving. I'm glad that's (laughs) the end of the story. I'm kind of disappointed for you. (laughs) I know Jacob. He's very sweet. But anyway, so I get home. I I went to Jacob's place and I I got home and I was kind of just like feeling weird. And then we... Uh, went to bed and we woke up and I was like, I have to tell you this. And I told them exactly what happened. And I was like, I wanted to kiss this woman. I did. And Oof. we spent the whole day this is kind of so just like, t- yeah, just like talking about it. Like not even like fighting. <laughs> it's like, it was like in, in Jacob's mean? room, yeah. then at a coffee shop, then at a McDonald's, then we were on the subway, like just like changing locations at each location are just like, well, what does this mean for a relationship? What do you want? And I was kind of like, I don't want to cheat on you, but I also know that this is something that I want. And basically by the end of the day, we had decided that we should break up. And uh, honestly, the breakup lasted for like a week. And (laughs) after that, and we ended up seeing each other All every day. All breakups take two takes. That's very true. No one, there's yeah, no we're single still working take on breakup. the second one, so. <laughs> no director has been like, we got it. It's over. <laughs> what, right, what actor does right. the single yeah. take breakup? Yeah, you got to like sob at Pier 40. You got to like somehow have like a weird fight in Tribeca. Like you have to do all the things. But anyway, we like broke up for like a hot second. And the whole time just like talking and just like trying to figure out like what any of this meant. It took so much talking. I don't think I've talked for so long in my life. Like it was just talking about everything, about like what I wanted, what he wanted. Me being like, honestly, this sucks, but this is like, this is my deal breaker. I have to be open. And then ultimately us three years later in an open relationship, doing pretty okay i know this didn't end funny no but it's, I think, no, it's hilarious I, that's so funny <laughs> and then i went back to the nicholas sparks book club and i burst through the door and i picked up jennifer and was like let's go baby back to my um razor scooter and, and then yes, we rode exactly. off into the sunset <laughs> she's on your back like a backpack and you're scooting scooting down yeah uh-huh. there's one of those Crossed one down. of those shoes that like had uh, like roller skates. Heelys. Oh, Heelys. Yeah. yeah, you just heelied into the, the gay bar. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, is this someone's kid? <laughs> like, is <laughs> <you're> for Jennifer? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's it. That's my story. It's a good well, what story. Well, what an epic, epic episode we have today. Mm. Um, Jacqueline, where can people find you? Like, what are your handles? What are you working on? Like, what's the, yeah, what's all that? 
Sure. I uh, People can find me on Twitter at Jacqueline P. Moore, J-A-C-L-Y-N. Actually, I'm, I don't think I'm following you on Twitter, so I'll follow you right now. Yeah, let's do it. Jacqueline P. Moore, J-A-C-L-Y-N, <laughs> P. Uh, Moore, M-O-O-R-E. And then same on all the things. That's also the Instagram. And then what I'm working on, uh, we're, we're in post for season four, the final season of Dear White People. It's very good. If I do say so myself, I think people will like it. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming out sometime this year. Um, and then the other stuff I'm working on, this is fun, is under NDA. So I'm not allowed to talk. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best stuff. I know. That's it the, feels, that's it just like stuff, feels, even if it's, it's bad. It's great, too, because it's like, even if it's a piece of shit, it's just like, yeah. sorry, I can't even talk about it. I can't. Right. I can't. <laughs> right. kind of my a big manager, deal. my agent, deal. everyone would freak out. Uh, the press would get a hold yeah. of it. We can't even talk about it. It's just too Yeah, <laughs> you know, I just like had to sign a lot of stuff. And I just, you know, I don't want to be sued by these big corporations. So, um, <laughs> but no, thank you all so much. I truly like, you're both, all three of you are just so wonderful and like, um, please don't be strangers. Like, let's be friends in real life. Yeah. Like, yes. I'd love to get to know all of you better. You're you're all great. So, uh, thank you so much. Coming in hot with a gay thought. <laughs> I like this gay thought. I've I've been writing a lot of comedy. Thank you again for the Patreon donations that hi- were able to help me hire an editor because now I'm writing comedy and I'm working on a new bit and I love it so much. So here's my here's my gay thought today. I went on a boat with a bunch of mostly straight kind of basic people for a birthday. And I, man, a lot of weird things were said to me as the only gay person there. <laughs> um, but w- something that gets said a lot, especially I find from straight men, is a sort of biphobic thing that I hear a lot about girls who, you know, have maybe mostly been with men, but like, you know, you know, some guy will be like, yeah, but she's like, what? She fingered a girl and college you're not like really bi and that is so invalidating um for a lot of reasons because I think we all understand why bi people historically have frequently ended up with straight people it's because of homophobia and and biphobia right um so it's problematic for that reason but it's also problematic because okay yeah she only got fingered by, like, one lesbian in college, but I'm that lesbian. Don't don't bring me into this, okay? Don't invalidate her and then therefore invalidate me. Give me the credit that I deserve for fingering that bi girl in college, okay? This is not only biphobic, it's homophobic. I just want everyone to feel valid and all of the gays fingering those people. (laughs) That was a wild ride. I hope that made sense. I hope what I'm trying to say is it can be applied to all different types of folks, non-binary folks, pan folks. I hope it, I hope it makes sense to you, but, uh, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many, you know, you know me, I don't care. You don't have to have sex with anybody to identify, not even identify, be a a certain type of person. You can be gay and never fuck, and you're still fucking gay, bro. All right, so let's do some uh, Patreon (laughs) shout-outs. On Instagram, we have live underscore 
does yoga on Instagram. We have Julieta underscore M underscore Ortiz on Instagram. We have Stace underscore place on Instagram. We have Sid Wiz, Sid with a, a Y. Uh, on Instagram, we have Kells underscore VMJ. On Instagram, we have it's me, Aaron Weber. On Twitter, we have Pansexual Ant. On TikTok, we have B underscore underscore Rose. On TikTok, we have Ritzy Titsy. <laughs> on Instagram, we have it's Chardonnay Buble. That's good. On TikTok, we have Alexa.m4444. On Instagram, we have Menchakalaka. Yeah, Menchakalaka. On Instagram, we have Noah Gutterman underscore. No, no H in that, Noah. On Instagram, we have Alexandra underscore Jordan 222. On Instagram, we have Kimmy.FLM. On Instagram, we have K-A-Y-83-C-R-Y-S. On Instagram, we have Sarah Aha underscore Ha. Or Sarah with an, an H. You Okay. On TikTok, we have It Do Be Cat. On, on Twitter, we have Tori Merlot. And on Instagram, we have Catherine Thompson. Thank you so much for all these new donations. There are so many coming in. I am catching up on these shout-outs. You will get yours. Make sure to take the survey. Patreon.com slash WHGS. And then this is just an epically long episode, so I'll just say this here. But um, I'm also really grateful for all the kind notes that have been coming in. You guys are an incredibly supportive group of people, and uh, they just keep flooding in. And I'm so uh, I'm so grateful for your role in my life. All right. Have a great week, guys.